Good morning. I'd like to give you all a, a very warm welcome to our Remembrance Sunday service this morning. It's lovely to see you all here. This day is obviously a sad day, a sombre day, uh, but it's also not a day without hope. This morning, uh, obviously, we're going to spend some time reflecting back over the past, uh, but we're also going to have our eyes directed upwards this morning to God. Later in the service, uh, our pastor, John, uh, will share a message with us from uh, God's Word, and the title is Remembering D-Day. Remembering D-Day. So we're looking forward to hearing what you've got to say to us, John. Just say as well, there are refreshments after uh, in the hall just through there, so please do stay, uh, enjoy them with us, chat to us, we'd love to chat to you, so please do stay for them. Well, in just a a few moments, uh, we're going to have two minutes of silence. We've got an opportunity to remember and be thankful for those who gave their lives for us uh, so that we can have the peace that we're able to enjoy today. And it's also an opportunity to remember all those who are fighting today for good in our world. But before that, let's pray. Lord God, we come before you now again on another Remembrance Sunday. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to stop and remember and reflect on the past. As we particularly remember all those who served and gave their lives to protect our freedoms. Lord, I pray that you would make us truly grateful for the remarkable freedoms and the remarkable peace that we have had for so long, especially in this land. Lord, I pray that we would use it to serve you and to do good. Lord, I pray as well that we may be people who bring peace to those around us because of the peace that's been given to us in Jesus. Amen. We're going to start by watching a video, and there's a two-minute silence included uh, within that video. It's a video produced by SASRA, which stands for the Soldiers and Airmen's Scriptures Readers Association. So uh, it starts, and there's a two-minute silence, Uh, After that, there's a a spoken word poem by Glenn Scrivener. Some of you may know him. And then afterwards, uh, we hear a few brief comments from some of the members uh, of SASRA uh, and what what they get up to and why they do what they do. Uh, So in just a moment, we'll stand uh, for the two-minute silence. And then when the silence is over in the video, we'll sit down for the remainder of the video. So, if you're able to, uh, please stand and we'll watch the video together.
If I should die, think only this. A bullet flew by that did not miss. What story of the war is told? Romance bright or horror cold? Triumph's tale or tragic loss? The iron or the wooden cross? Lost lament or victor's boast? Full brass band or lone last post? Heroes, villains, cowards, kings, it's war. It's all these things. It's us, unleashed for good and ill. The gallant heart, the savage will. A Kaiser's pride, a nation's fear, a global greed, it's all in here. What causes war, the old book asks. Beyond the history, beneath the masks, begins a want, becomes a will, demands its way, prepares to kill. The wars we mark as long ago are close to home. They're all we know. What ceases war, the pressing question? What can halt inborn aggression? To end all wars and retribution, war itself is no solution. Can terror end all terror now? Brute force subdue itself and bow? Can darkness drive out darkened dread? Or death extinguish death instead? We need to interrupt the spiral. Find the anti-retroviral. The story is told of anti-Zeus, a god of peace made human truce into our world, into our midst, a walking, talking armistice. A king now meek, his power made weak, to stand and turn the other cheek, to take the blow, absorb disgrace, then rise to give again his faith in grace undimmed and arms unfurled, to bless and pacify the world. And you, to sweet surrender brought, forgiveness for your battle sport, peace to pass to every soul, then warfare cease and hold to hold. Basra Army and Air Force scripture readers work alongside chaplaincy teams in the British Army and Royal Air Force. They all know men and women who have paid the ultimate price. Today they speak about how they offer peace to those men and women who serve their country in the armed forces. As we pause and remember them, we are indebted to the sacrifice that they have made. Jesus himself said, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And through faith in him alone, we can receive life, salvation, and the forgiveness of sins. Every soul that comes to Jesus wholeheartedly for peace will have peace. As scripture readers, we hold out peace to soldiers. We offer them the gospel as we find it in the Bible. I get to hand out little St. John's Gospels. Little St. John's Gospels. Uh, that contain wonderful news for soldiers. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Can you imagine fighting a battle that has already been won in victory? All you have to do is accept that victory. And as I walk throughout this military cemetery here in Aldershot, I am and will ever be thankful for the sacrifice of the men and women that they made to give me the peace I have today. My hope is placed in the one called the Prince of Peace. I found that hope when I was a serving soldier. I found that by faith I was justified and given peace with my God. Glenn uh, Scrivener's uh, spoken word poem had an awful lot in there. If any of you would like uh, a link to that poem to watch it again, please uh, do let us know. Well, in a moment, we're going to stand and we're going to sing uh, the song that was quoted in there. Crown him with many crowns, the lamb upon the throne. And this was the, the verse that was quoted. Crown him the Lord of peace, whose power a scepter sways from pole to pole that wars may cease and all be prayer and praise.
So in just a moment when the music starts, we'll stand and we'll sing together. to invite you now to join in prayer with me. So let's pray. Lord God, we praise you for who you are. Lord, at the outset of today, Lord, we pray that you would help us to remember who you are and the awesome things that you have done for us. Lord, you have made all things, you sustain all things. And Lord, we thank you that nothing is outside of your control. And Lord, we thank you that now we have this privilege this morning of praying to you. And Lord, I pray that you would realise just something of what a privilege it is. Lord, again, we remember all those who gave their lives in war. Lord, we cannot imagine the horrors they faced. Lord, not only those fighting, but also those left behind. Those at home. Lord, we thank you for their sacrifice. We thank you that they laid down their lives. Lord, we thank you for those who sought to do good, even in horrific circumstances. Lord, I pray that we may never forget them. And Lord, I pray that we would be always grateful for what we have. Lord, we thank you that you are the Lord of peace. Lord, that you give a peace that is beyond understanding. Lord, I thank you that we can know peace with you. Lord, it is very much not deserved. The Bible explains we've been at war with you. And yet through Jesus, 
you can reconcile us to you through your love, through your abundant mercy and grace. Lord, it is completely undeserved and yet we can know peace with you. And I thank you for that. And Lord, I pray that you would bring peace upon this earth today. Lord, how we long for, Peter, for war to be a thing of the past, for peace to reign. And yet, Lord, war is very much a thing of today. Lord, we see every day so many lives being destroyed, so much tension, so much hate. Lord, sometimes we can wonder how can there be peace in this world we look at the different wars going on and we think, how can there ever be peace? Lord, we pray for those who seek peace. We pray for leaders, leaders in responsibility and power, Lord, that they would seek and want peace. Lord, we do pray that we would be people of peace. But Lord, we thank you mostly, Lord, that you are the Prince of Peace. And Lord, I thank you that one day, Lord, you will come and you will enforce peace. Lord, I thank you that in your kingdom, Lord, there will be no wars, there will be no tears, there will be no death. Lord, we praise you uh, for the hope that we have in Jesus. And Lord, we do pray for Sazra. We heard about them in the video, a bit of what they do. Lord, as they seek to offer hope to Soldiers and airmen, Lord, I pray that you bless them in their work. Lord, we thank you that they have in your word a hope that gives answers to our deepest suffering and to the deepest evil around us. Lord, I pray that our soldiers may know that hope and that they may be a force for good in this world. So, Lord, we do thank you, Lord, that as we reflect on the horrors of the past. Lord, there are things we can be thankful for. And we thank you especially for the hope that we have in you. And Lord, as John explains a bit more of that to us later, Lord, I pray that it would be a real encouragement to us, that it would do us good, and that it would help us to understand more of who you are and what you've done for us. So Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, John's going to be uh, mainly speaking uh, from a passage in John 12, uh, looking at other verses as well, but John chapter 12 is our reading. It'll be up on the screen uh, if you need it. And it's John chapter 12, and we're going to read verses 20 to 33. John chapter 12, verses 20 to 33. So this is a section of John's Gospel just after Jesus has had his triumphal entry into Jerusalem on the donkey. It says this, Now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will be my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honour him. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said... An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. 
And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. Well, just before John comes up and speaks to us, we're going to sing uh, another song. It's a well-known one. It's based on Psalm 46 uh, to uh, the tune of the Dambusters, and it's God is our strength and refuge. So again, when the music starts, let's stand and we'll sing together. Well, I want, to, uh, want us to think this morning about a specific day in uh, World War II. And I want us to do so thoughtfully and uh, appreciatively. But I also want to see it in connection to another, another massive day, uh, an even bigger day, really, in the history of the world. Uh, the day... Uh, that we're thinking of in terms of World War II is normally called D-Day, remembering D-Day. Anyone know the actual date of D-Day? You know? Do you, what's that? The end of the war is 1945 and D-Day itself was in 1944, a year earlier. Anyone know the, the, the sort of 6th of June, thank you. 6th of June 1944 was D-Day, although it was to be the 5th of June, and then a massive decision had to be made because of bad weather to defer it a further day. And it refers to the, the Normandy landings. So Nazi Germany had occupied most of Europe. Uh, the Allied forces had got pushed off the continent years earlier, and this was the day when landings of thousands of troops were to gain a, a foothold in Europe in order to, to push north and defeat the Nazis. Uh, I have a, a, a book on D-Day. There you go, one day, and it's that thick, D-Day. Yeah, I've even read the book, actually, it's a fascinating book. Such an important day in our history. 
has not really been a, a military day like it in the history of the UK or perhaps the world. And so it does deserve remembering. But it does remind me of another day. A day in which events occurred which had an even bigger reach. And that day is the day Jesus died on the cross. So on the little symbol there of the poppy, I've put a cross as well because we're thinking of two things together this morning. I'm going to read three verses. We've had them read already. Um, And uh, they're said by Jesus in anticipation of going to the cross. They're stunning words which are said after an audible voice from heaven. You might not understand everything about these words, but we will draw on them as we go through. Let me read them then from John chapter 12. I might need you to do it, Tim. It's not responded. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. And I thought it would be good, before I make a few points uh, from that day, and thinking of the cross, for us to be reminded of some of the events of D-Day. So we're going to watch uh, just a few minutes, just under three minutes footage of D-Day events. It's from the Imperial War Museum and it will help us to picture what went on. It's old footage, so there's a, a, a sort of a loud hum through it. There are a few occasional uh, comments made as a commentary intermittent here and there. They're quite quiet, but hopefully you'll be able to just be reminded a bit of the day we're remembering. So if you could show that for us, Tim. Thank you. down Allied soldiers, but others kept on. Craft sank in the rough sea, and many rescues were effected. Fires dotted the battlefield, but the work of securing the beachhead went on. Well, a number of, of points I want to make this morning. I'll try one. Yeah. 
and, and a, a planned day. It was a planned day. So according to General Eisenhower, he, he was the general responsible for the whole operation, before the battle is joined, plans are everything. 175,000 fighting men and their equipment, 50,000 vehicles, over 50 ships, 11,000 aircraft involved, reconnaissance, practices, training, supplies, decoys. The Prime Minister of the UK, you've heard of him, Winston Churchill, called it the most difficult and complicated operation to ever take place. The effort stretched back two years in its planning and involved millions. Jesus dying on the cross was not a thoughtless accident. In the chapter Mark read to us, it talked about the hour has come in verse 23. It's a specific time in the Gospel of John that it's been building up to. All of Jesus' life and ministry has been building up to this D-Day, to this H-hour, if you like. It was planned, it was purposeful, it was important, it was expected. In fact, the build-up to the cross had gone on for centuries and many of the Old Testament prophets had pointed forward to the fact that it was going to happen. I don't know if you've ever clocked that fact. It's worth thinking about, the fact that centuries before it was predicted. In fact, it was so much in the mind of God that the Bible even said it was part of his plan before the foundation of the world. A day of great significance. A planned day. It was an essential day, an essential day. D-Day wasn't a a sort of needless vanity project. Uh, Nazi Germany had taken over most of Europe. It had threatened and planned to go further to take over our islands amongst others and it was hard to see them being pushed back and defeated without a large-scale effort involving troops being landed on the the Western Front of Europe. Something like D-Day was needed, and and Hitler knew it, and he spent considerable resources defending the French coastline, especially around the area of Calais, where he thought it was going to happen. It's an essential day. Jesus dying on the cross was a necessary day. Humanity would be in a terrible plight without that day. We sometimes don't realise, but our lives have been dominated by evil. In our hearts we have rebelled against God. It was brought out in that poem that was spoken by Glenn Shrivener. We we need proper forgiveness to be restored in relationship with God and we could not achieve it. The problem is so vast that the Son of God didn't cross the divide of the channel but joined humanity from heaven to ensure peace. It needed a a mediator, a go-between, so that the gap between us and God could be bridged by the ransom he paid on the cross. It says elsewhere in the Bible, for there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all. The rule of evil, of death, of Satan in our lives needed to be broken. And that's why Jesus said, as he heads to the cross, now is the judgment of this world, now is the ruler of this world cast out. Jesus coming and dying on the cross was essential to change all that, to restore peace, to give us hope. It's an essential day. And it was a sacrificial day, wasn't it? 
It proved a day of, of tremendous sacrifice. Um, Churchill knew that it would. At the beginning of that year, 1944, Churchill had some misgivings about the sacrifice involved, if I can quote. He said, When I think of the beaches of Normandy choked with, flower, with the flower of American and British youth, and where my mind's eye, I see the tides running red with their blood, I have my doubts. He knew it would involve tremendous loss of life. The video alluded to it, but in a very gentle way, wasn't it? Maybe some of you have seen um, the shocking replication of, D- of D-Day in some of the famous films that there's been over the years. Uh, the scenes were horrific. Boats sinking, armoured vehicles not making it to shore, soldiers being pummeled with bullets, it's thought that approaching 5,000 Allied casualties were on that day. And on top of that, you have the, the hundreds of thousands of people whose minds were, if you like, scarred forever by the trauma that they experienced on being on those beaches or involved with that operation. I haven't been to... Uh, some of the great British and American war cemeteries in Normandy, perhaps some of you have had trips out there, rows upon rows of white tombstones remembering those who have fallen. In the Normandy American cemetery at least, a lot of them are cross-shaped and uh, they themselves point to cross in death as a, and sacrifice. They're pointing to the cross in what happened there. And D-Day for Jesus involved sacrifice. It was, it was a scene of blood and death when Jesus died on the cross. Jesus had to take the punishment for others so that they could be forgiven and have everlasting life. In our verses, Jesus said that he would be lifted up and by that he was referring to the way he would die. He would be lifted up on a cross. As one of the Sazra men uh, mentioned, John 15 verse 13, greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends. Jesus himself said, for even the Son of Man, talking of himself, came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. It was a sacrificial day, awesomely at D-Day, which we remember today, and Jesus' death on the cross was a, a sacrificial day. It was a a decisive day. It was a decisive day. Less than two months before um, D-Day, the German commander, Field Marshal Rommel, Rommel, said this, the war will be won or lost on the beaches. We'll have only one chance to stop the enemy and that's while he's in the water Believe me, the first 24 hours of the invasion will be decisive, is what the German commander said. And so it proved, although not everything went to plan on a massive day like that and there was confusion and setbacks, by the end of the 6th of June, sufficient men and equipment and supplies had got established on the French mainland and uh, the writing was on the wall for Hitler. The movement north of the Allied forces then took place and uh, 11 months and a day after D-Day in 1945, the Nazis surrendered and there was VE Day, Victory in Europe Day. 
And Jesus dying on the cross was an incredibly decisive day. In many ways, strangely, a triumphant day because he paid the price for sin. For all those who turn to God, genuinely sorry, and put their trust in Jesus through that day and the resurrection which follows on so soon afterwards, all those who believe receive eternal life. I'm forgiven and I have eternal life because of the sacrifice Jesus made on the cross on that day. My failures, my shame is dealt with in his sacrifice. Jesus died for them. And many of you here can say that. Um, We watched the Festival of Remembrance uh, last night, uh, perhaps some of you did, and both Esther and I were struck by that that phrase that came at the end that we'd heard so often before, for your tomorrows we gave our today. The words of somebody who was to give give his life, for your tomorrows we gave our today. And Jesus gave his life so that I and so many others, all who believe, have a tomorrow, an eternal tomorrow of hope and future. Have you ever realised the significance of the cross? That's why the old songwriter said, when I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of glory died, my richest gain, I count but loss and poor contempt on all my pride. The cross was such a decisive and significant day. It has such a bearing on life and future. And then lastly, it's a a remembered day. So today we remember more widely those who gave their lives or were affected by conflicts But the events of D-Day have certainly been remembered over the years with many veterans flocking to Normandy in June for special commemorations. Perhaps you've heard the efforts of the Great Escaper. Have you heard of the Great Escaper? Just come out in a film in these last uh, few weeks. The veteran Bernard Jordan uh, went missing from uh, an elderly people's home in Hove and uh, they tried to track him down in the great scare of him being missing in 2014, only to find that he'd, uh, he'd made his way to the Normandy beaches to be amongst the veterans to remember the death of his fellow servicemen. It'll be 80 years next year, and special plans and commemorations are already afoot by the Royal British Legion. Well, the great day in the history of the world that we've also referred to of Jesus dying on the cross is a day to be remembered. And it is frequently by Christians as they take the Lord's Supper and remember him. But the cross deserves more than just a, if you like, a passing memory, an annual memory. Did you notice what Jesus said about it? In verse 32, talking about his death, he says, And I, if I'm lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. The cross would have a drawing effect, like, say, a magnet to iron filings. As people realise their need of forgiveness, of peace, of hope, of real joy that only comes through Jesus and his cross and resurrection, they're drawn in trust and repentance to him and what he has done. Are you drawn to Jesus and the cross in personal trust? In personal trust. So this morning, directed your attention to D-Day, 6th of June 1944 and that's very appropriate for us to think about that. But I also wanted to draw your attention to an even bigger D-Day, if I can call it that, 
the D-Day of the cross. And I'd really love and hope and pray that if not till now, your personal faith and trust is turned towards Jesus in repentance as you think of what he has done in order to give hope and an eternal tomorrow to believers. Remembering D-Day. Well, we're going to sing our last song and it focuses particularly on that D-Day of the cross of Jesus. It takes us there in our thoughts and explains what's going on. It says, Oh, to see the dawn of the darkest day, Christ on the road to Calvary, tried by sinful men, torn and beaten then, nailed to a cross of wood. Shall we sing this together and then remain standing for a closing prayer afterwards?
Lord, as we appreciate safety, peace, comfort and liberty in our land, we want to be mindful of those who have paid such a price. We want also to be directed to the comfort, to the liberty, to the safety and the peace which comes through Jesus. Freshly amazed this morning at that D-Day and his sacrifice out of love for others. We praise you for him. Amen.